Yeah, I was watching the news this morning. I seen that they took the uh, shot off uh, off the uh, market, that uh, Johnson and Johnson off the market. But you gotta understand, they they you know they, they hit you with the numbers. Like six people died, and you know for us in D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, which we call DMV, it was a lady that died in Virginia after that Johnson and Johnson shot. You know. And they say, oh, 20 million might have had it, only six. So that's a minute number for them. So they would take that minute number and use that minute number and say, oh, it might be a chance that you, you know, you pass away from it or you have an allergic reaction. You got to understand any uh, immunization shots and things of that nature that you take, you taking a risk, you know. And plus, you know, I, and, and I can tell you from, you know, being a black man, you know, and and being around my peers and stuff of that of that nature, and everybody, you know, real flaky about it because you got to understand the history, you know, what what happened to us. So, of course, we're gonna be kind of scared. But let me tell you this: when I was at this CVS, I ain't gonna get y'all the CVS thing, but believe me, it was in the hood CVS where a lot of black folks visit and patronize. It was only three of us in the line that was black. Me, a younger boy, the little kid, younger guy, I was talking to him. So he, was, he said he was like, he turned 21. And the older fella. The rest of the people that was in that line was white, Indian, Chinese, and Hispanic that was in that line. And they was taking, like, my appointment was at 245. So they, what they did was they, they used the back of the wall, you know, covered it up. They had you in the line. So... Imagine you 15 people in that line at that 245 slot. Then another at 315, they had another slot. If you was in that parking lot, you seen nothing but different other coaches than us. So I'm telling you, yo, it's something going on to me that they saying that they you know giving these shots out, but you got other people that's coming from other neighborhoods and and you know signing in. And if you're not you're not signed in, you're not gonna get the shot. You can go in there, all sit in that line all you want. You gonna have to be, you gonna have to uh, register to get this shot. Now, was this line distant? Did they had, they had six? Yeah, feet? they had six feet distance. They, the way they did it was, they had a chair. It's almost like you was playing musical chairs. So you sit down in the chair, you get up, the next person go to that chair, you go to that chair, and then after you finish, you go in the back and see. Yes, they got another set of chairs that you had to sit there for 15 minutes to make sure that you didn't have allergic reactions so the doctor still on the standby that's over there by them chairs to make sure so they can get to you fast. Mm -hmm. That's after you got the shot. After you got the shot. Mm -hmm. so, so they know, they know <laughs> that it's an issue with some people. Okay. It's, I don't know if you just that lucky person that's going to have that allergic reaction to the shot. So did you get to choose the shot? No, did you? you do not get to choose the shot, no. Well, that's wild. I had a friend who lives in Florida who said that they get to choose a shot. Wow. But here in the DMV, you don't, you don't get, get to choose. You sign up, and then after you finish registering, and a lot of people contest to this that I'm telling you about. Once you finish registering online, then it tell you what shot you're getting. Because oh, wow. if you got the two shots, it's going to give you two different dates. It's going to give you the date that you're going, and then the date you got to return for the other shot. <clears throat> and when you get there, you fill out this register card. That's your card that you got to keep. That'll, that'll be the doctor's information, the date that you gave the shot, then they sign off on that. That's for travel. Yeah. 
Well, they try to make it mandatory for when you get on planes and stuff or into yeah. any of your sporting events now. That's how they trying to get the sporting events. They feel those of everybody been vaccinated, then we can get the sporting events back going. Right. Just show your card and then you you baby into this. Well, did they talk to you after the shot in terms of um mm. what to expect or uh you know the, the because now we're hearing reports that the shot only lasts for six months or so, and I know it's because that's all the data that they have at this point. It may last longer. But did they talk to you any about any of those details? Nah, this, it was, the only thing G, like mentioned, was the side effects. They did tell you about that. They tell you symptoms to watch out for, that, you know, you, you, you dehydrated for two days and you need to call the doctor. Anything else, any other, like, worrisome uh, yeah. uh, Headaches. If you, okay. if you if you keep that headache more than two days straight, and that's you, you know, taking a ibuprofen, you know, to try to, you know, Tylenol, Tylenol, bingo, to get mm-hmm. the uh, headache, you know, to cure the headache, mm-hmm. and you constantly having it, you need to see your f- physician, <laughs> and this is out of their mouth, you know, and then they tell you, uh, and I, I ask questions and I ask them, what's the difference from the dose and the young lady that ministered my shot was like, it's no difference in the dose. The doses is the same. But because I, I, you know, I was trying to, once she told me that, it was no reason for me to ask her. My other question, my other question was, why y'all giving out the first dose lower than the next dose high? But after, after she answered that, because I had a lot of people saying they didn't have no side effects on their first shot, that they had side effects on their Second shot, but I, I'm here to tell you, I had a side effects on my first shot. It left me with headaches and my arm aching. I'm talking about, I got the shot on Saturday. My arm just now stopped hurting around 10 o'clock the day was the last time. Like, I could fully extend my arm, you know, do uh, push-ups and all that. Mm. Today is Wednesday, so what is that, four days? Sir? Four days later. Yeah. But like I said, well, some, people, days, some yeah. people recover quicker than that. Some people say they had no side effects. And I guess it's just all about your body makeup. Everybody ain't going to have the same thing. You know what I mean? Everybody, um, DNA ain't the same. So <laughs> you're going to definitely have some people that's going to have worse side effects than others. So, and them the ones, I guess, that's why they're telling you to stay in the store for 15 minutes before you can leave it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Melo, uh, Melo, you and I, we haven't had the shot. And... Uh, like, what's your reason for not getting the shot? Especially, like, if you're like me, I know my mom got it. I know a few other people got it and just, like, scrap. No major issues, just soreness mm-hmm. at the injection site, that sort of thing. But for you, is there anything in particular that is holding you back? Um, I've been working in security for the longest, and, and I have uh, known my co- former co-workers. They have gotten a shot too and they said um, it will be they think it will be mandatory for all security to get the shot but with my opinion with it they they will have to come <laughs> get me at the house <laughs> to make me take it because I don't I don't I don't take no flu shot every year. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, me either. And I feel some kind of way about that, too. So. So what is, is there a fear that's keeping you from doing um, that? 
like like Scrap said, the side effects, it, it may affect me more than anybody or anybody else, you know. So I'm just I'm just eerie of getting it getting the shot. Yeah. I don't know if I'm literally getting the shot. It's just that I have been working from home for so long. Mm-hmm. And just for background, I I think in uh, December 2019 through most of January, early February, I feel like I had COVID before it came out. And it was bad. It was harsh. I really thought that I was going to die. All of my numbers were up from blood pressure to sugar to everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt terrible. But then after it was over, I started feeling better and now because I rarely ever I don't have to go into the office and that sort of thing I just feel have gone to office maybe 10 years or more on a regular basis and I just feel like it's not necessary because right. I, I'm not you know interacting with the public that often I think there's going to come a time when I'm going to decide to get it I just I'm not sure when but I'm undecided yeah, I, and I don't know what it's going to take to pull, push me over. Maybe for, I don't know, a year from now. I, I just knew for sure one thing I wasn't going to do was get the shot while we had our previous president in office. We're not going to name names, <laughs> but I knew I wasn't cause, because he lies and misleads. Well, he, well, he still does, but he did back then especially. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wasn't trusting of the administration enough to even think about it. But now I think it's getting to the point where if they're making it, to where you can't travel or and really get out and enjoy life without it, then that may be the time that I decide to do it, but pro- not before then. Yeah, that's that that's uh, that's why I, that's why I said to myself, if it if it's mandatory for you to take it to travel, enjoy other places, yeah. But right now, nah, I, I don't I don't trust it right now. So right now, your job so, is not making you get the shot. It's not nah. mandatory. No, it's not mandatory right now. That brings up an issue for me that uh, people don't talk about that I think is going to come to a head at some point. So if your job makes it mandatory for you to get the shot and you get sick and, God forbid, you die after getting the the shot, Mm -hmm. where does the liability lie? Well, let me tell you this. This is another thing that you got to understand. You sign that shot. You sign a waiver saying that you Oh, you sign a waiver. You can't sue the company, but the company who gave you the shot or who owns the shot, but could your surviving uh, relatives sue the company? That's where it's going to be murky at, because I said this from the break. When this first happened, before the shots, you know, take away the shots. I I said this off the break when they started putting things in effect, uh, quarantine this, you quarantine that. You got to show up and work ahead. (laughs) And I was telling my daughter, because my daughter... Refused the shot. They made it mandatory for her work. They refused it, so they fired her. They let her go, told her, you know, and then she'd been with that job for a long time. I mean, she had good rapport with them and everything. But I told her, that's going to, you know, you need to get yourself a lawyer because that's going to come back and bite a lot of these companies in their tail for mm-hmm. uh, letting these employees go because, I, you know, the, the, the government not making it mandatory, not at this moment. They not telling you, oh, it's mandatory. So that's how they gonna fall back on these companies and say, nah, we never told y'all that. 
and it's going to leave these companies with a lot of liability of people suing. You mock my word, just like, you know, the mold was the big thing of suing, this COVID going to be the most huge thing even by the next year when they get everything under control. You're going to see so many law offices and stuff popping up, so many commercials. You had COVID. Was you forced to go to work? Was you this? Was you that? That's why a lot of jobs put in place. Like right now, I can't enter the property without going online. I got an app that they made us download to our phone. It's called uh, Come Back Work Safe. Safely. Yeah, it's called Come Back to Work Safely. And uh, we got to go in and fill out these questionnaires. And that questionnaire got like 10 questions on there. And they ask you, have you been in close? How have you traveled? Shoot, have you been around anyone that uh, might have been affected? And you got to answer all of that truthfully. And at the end of that questionnaire, when you hit sent, it'll tell you. You can report to work or it'll tell you. Do not report the work, call supervisor. Because that's, that's saving their butt. Yeah, <laughs> so this is what some of the jobs is putting in place so they don't get caught up in that shamrock mm-hmm. of a bunch of lawsuits that's going to happen. Because believe me, it's coming. So when it bear down, by next year, it's going to be a, a lot of people getting sued. You know what I mean? And then they're going to mm-hmm. find out a lot of these practices that these you know, doctors and stuff did when, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't pass away that was in that 500,000 uh, um, death rate that didn't pass away from uh, COVID. You know, you know that hospitals, you can look it up, hospitals got automatic $30,000 to say that it was COVID that you passed on. Your wow. death certificate got to say that. So, you know, mm-hmm. this, this dude, this definitely do your own research, you know what I mean, and yeah, go when you contemplate. You know what I mean? And don't put yourself in, I won't say a financial bind, but, you, you know, you you, you got to do what you think is right for yourself or for your family. You know what I mean? You got to put yourself in that situation because a lot of us don't have the choice to say, okay, I ain't going to do it. And you got a family at home to take care of. You know, you still got bills. You still got everything coming in. And the way they doing it, too, because they do it, they try to block your unemployment. They say, oh, well, they quit. You know what I mean? Now your unemployment is messed up. Now you got no money coming in. So it's it's a it's a straight it's a straight um, I won't say identity, but it's gonna be a lot of people gonna get paid off this code. And these lawyers know it. They're just sitting back right now. Yeah, I just looked up what I asked about earlier, and apparently you can't sue your employer for making you uh, get the making it mandatory for you to get the vaccine shot. Um, it, it doesn't say whether, like, if you die, your your correct. surviving relatives can sue yeah, them for the liability. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that may come, like uh, Scrappy said, <laughs> later on down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as someone who worked covering as a journalist the Food and Drug <laughs> Administration for a lot of years, the one thing I know is it takes years to come up with new drugs and vaccines and typically the way it works in the U.S. especially is they rely on a lot of data from Europe and other countries or the European Union and other company, countries to uh, determine the uh, efficacy and safety of drugs in particular. And in this case, I think the vaccine is six, eight months. They 
uh, came up with a vaccine, and all of a sudden now, when less than it was, well, yeah, it's been less because it's been less than a year, and now they're rushing to make it mandatory and rushing out all these shots. And I just, right now, I, I just I can't say that I'm ever going to get it unless it begins to interfere with my not livelihood in terms of money, but my enjoyment of, of life. If I can't travel or can't visit people and that sort of thing, uh, yeah, I may have no choice. But I, I'm I'm waiting. For me, the data is still out, and I'm still waiting to see uh, the long-term effects from people who have already gotten it. I got a lot of friends who have gotten it and family members, but well, I'm just waiting. My thing this is, too, uh, cut you off, is I wonder if, like, okay, so say if you in the hospital, on that damn machine, on the ventilating machine, Oh, really? uh-huh. Yeah, so they can't give you the COVID shot to save your life? Not while you have, I I don't think the shot is, you can get it's the shot vaccine. while while you have the vaccine. Oh. I think it's, I think you have to sort of, you know, come out of the hospital and be in good health or relatively good health when you get the shot. Because, you know, people with pre-existing conditions do get it, but I don't think COVID is a pre-existing condition oh. under which you can get the shot. Correct. It's a, it's, that's you know, for me, that's just me. I'm not no medical doctor or nothing. Let me put that advice in there. But for me, if you're telling me it's an airborne, that you can get it from airborne, it's just tricky for me, man, because that, that's dealing with your lungs, and that's what it seems like an attack, your lung, your lung system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Making you shortness of breath and things of that nature. And it, it that seemed like it's airborne, not something that you touch it. Something maybe I could see you touch something, putting it in your mouth, and then catching it. But it seemed like if it's airborne, how could you get rid of that? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be difficult to long term. And now with all of these new variants, like, do they discuss with you whether or not it's going to protect you against these new variants and strains of the disease? That's one thing, and I did ask her that truthfully. She was cool, and I, I, I appreciate it. She was like, "That they don't know." They trying to what it is. I think more so is this is some of what they know. Far as you know, how you get a flu shot. I never had one, but most people tell me it's that strain of flu. I but think they they're doing it that strain because when you got to remember this, COVID, COVID been around forever, been around for a long time. That's why we had strain COVID nineteen. Go back and look at your old light soul. Bottles, mm-hmm. and you see that it's a protection from COVID, the coronavirus, the coronavirus. I'm sorry, coronavirus. But it's been out for yeah. that virus been out for a while. So I guess they just trying to shoot you up with some of the virus, so your immune system. Because the, the, the body is an amazing thing. If it if it sees something that is attacking, your immune system supposed to go in and protect you from that. Mm-hmm. Let it in a little bit, find something to fight it off. And I think that's what more so they putting in you. I think they maybe shooting you up with some of that coronavirus to protect you off of that strain. But they don't know if it's going to be helpful for the other strains. But she was cool, and she did tell me that. And I respect that. But, Rich, I, I want to ask you, um, you said you thought you, you thought you had it. Oh, yeah. Corona. And this was, what, like a year ago? Yeah. At this time, um... What was the symptoms that you was that you was getting? Constant coughing, yeah. hard to breathe. Like it was worse than the flu. It was hard to breathe. Uh, 
you know, all of my numbers were skyrocketing and out of control. Uh, and, and then so tell them, tell them about the uh, <laughs> when you did go to the doctor, when you was in oh, the doctor. Yeah. Oh, when, I, when you went to the doctor and you was in there and <laughs> he was talking about the nurse. Oh, yeah. Well, so back when I thought I had, I went to uh, the hospital to, because I, I all my numbers were out of whack, so I wanted to see what was going on. And for the first time, you know, normally if they tell you you got the flu, you go in, they check your symptoms and your vitals and that kind of stuff and just sort of assume whether it's flu or pneumonia or something like that. But this is the first time I actually had the nose swab. I had never experienced that before. She was saying, oh, we got to go deep up in your nose to check it out. And this was in... Uh, this late December, early January when I went. Yes, and this is before coronavirus hit the United States. Yeah. Now, y'all, this is before we heard about it. Mm-hmm. This is this is what this is what we setting you up for. This is before you all or we all heard about coronavirus. Yeah, and so when when we were waiting for the test, my wife and I was sitting in in the room, and then they say, okay, we want to get a chest X ray to make sure it's not see if it's pneumonia. So when I went to I went to get the chest X-ray, but when I came back to the room, my wife and the nurse all had on full protective covering, and the nurse said, told me at the time that it was a flu. I knew something was wrong immediately because I've never seen, you know, the, the full. It wasn't a full hazmat suit. That'd be an exaggeration, but she definitely had on a mask. She put a covering over her scrubs. My wife had a covering and a mask on, and then. Uh, after they I signed the release paper, this was when I knew something. It was something worse than that. The nurse threw the pen in the trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah that right there blew me. And like I said, then that was crazy because his incident came before mine. He had that probably prior to that about two weeks. Too. Yes, two weeks after that, I caught it and I caught it bad. Never had the flu. I'm talking about I couldn't stop my my um, teeth were shattering. I'm shaking. I was sweating. My temperature, man, was like 103. I'm a stubborn person. I really don't like hospitals, man. I can't stand hospitals. So a lot of folks know mm-hmm. you go in the hospital expecting me to visit. Look outside. I wave at you. But I can't stand hospitals. That's just from being a kid. But anyway, I was so sick, and I never ever missed five days of work of being sick since I've been working. I missed five days straight of being sick. Couldn't get out to get to the hospital. I called my doctor, and who do prescription? Told my wife, I'm um, she sending me some prescriptions and antibiotics and do the um, uh, pharmacy. Go pick them up. I couldn't come in and visit. So a lot, I think a lot of these folks knew prior that was in the medical field. They knew it was coming, but they didn't tell the public. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, you asked me what I was taking, and I was taking. Nyquil and Dayquil because I couldn't sleep yep. and you it just you couldn't stop the cough. I don't care. What, they gave me Tylenol yeah. with uh, some what do they call Tylenol? Well, codeine. Oh, yep. Did nothing. Did yeah. not just yeah. cough. Some most of actually every time I coughed, it was productive. And you know, normally when you get to the stage of a cold or flu, when you it's productive, that means it's coming out of your system. But this went on for a month and a half, almost two months of just constantly coughing off. I'm talking about just, <clears throat> and then a big ball of phlegm will come out with the cough. So I knew there was, I'm not used to experiencing that with a typical cold or if I take NyQuil or DayQuil, usually two or three days you're feeling better. But for a month and a half, almost two months, 
I, I was going through that. And then all of a sudden, just as, as soon as it came, all of a sudden, how it came, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it was just suddenly just gone. Right. Let, me, let me ask y'all something. <clears throat> so you get different insights from different things that you might read. For me, I'm, I'm, I'm a national news person, so I just don't get mine. just local because local really don't give you too much. Too much, yeah. But do you think it was like, everybody say, oh, well, Wuhan, Wuhan. But you got to remember in, in uh, North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's a um, laboratory that was down there that, that had uh, coronavirus in there. In that lab, and some, it was broken into and it was stolen. But you see, like, how you go back and read your news article, and they, mm-hmm. they, they ran that story for like one or two days, and that was it. I don't know. For me, I hate conspiracy theory stuff, but I think this 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 virus alone that touched worldwide, not just the United States. I'm talking about worldwide. Everywhere. No. That people had, it, and then other like little little countries and stuff that did not did not have a, maybe one or two cases like uh, Barbados and stuff of that nature. These little small little islands and stuff. Had very little deaths and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was like a population control or was it um, man-made? Then them saying that it was from an animal. That's the type of uh, um, answers that I'm looking for. See, I think some of the smaller countries, poor countries, they didn't have people who traveled a lot. Mm. They mostly got right. relied on tourist dollars. I can see I think that. that's how it was spread in those countries. But I don't think they went somewhere and got it and brought it back with it. But there is a lot of international... I had no idea the volume of, uh, especially back then, of people going to Wuhan in particular, if they say that's the source of it, and interacting. It seems like it should have been a much slower spread than it was. But it just all of a sudden ballooned, and the cases kept going up by the thousands. Airborne and all that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in terms of its origin, we're not experts at this at all. We just sort of... This is our opinion. Yeah. This is our opinion and things that we're thinking about. And I'm quite sure if we're thinking about it, a lot of other people is thinking about it. And, you know, like I said, we'll get deeper into this, too, because we'll probably try to bring on someone that... I got more experience in the, in the medical field. I know some folks too that's in the medical field, you know, give they and give their opinion, man, because it, it hit these hospitals, man, like gang green. I mean, they could not stop it. Yeah, they didn't have, you know, and they we, we wouldn't prepare for like we should have been, you know, because if we took it serious, I mean, we when I say the government, if the government would have took it serious, and the last minute uh, president administration would have took it serious alone time ago and sealed everything off, we would have had a less hit than we had. Yeah. But we still had people traveling back and forth, like you know, Rich was saying, international travel. That's why New York was the epicenter of it all, because they had more interaction yeah. with mm-hmm. uh different races than and then uh, a lot of than a lot of other United States uh, cities and states. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why they was hit so hard. But you had, you know, you got now with the governor Try to hide some of this stuff because they knew the magnitude of it. They knew the magnitude, but I guess they call themselves not trying to scare the public. Oh, we're going to frighten the public. Hey, man, you got people dying. And for me personally, I take it personally because I had two cats that I went to high school. Well, hold up. I went to 
uh, elementary, we didn't go to middle school together. We went to high school together. So we went to elementary school, not the middle school, but high school together. And know them personally. They're in the area. Both of them died. One courted from the um, prison system. He was a guard there for 23 years. And they had a party. I didn't make that party. And I guess I got to thank God on that. You know, I didn't go to that because four of the people that would, did go to that party wound up sick and two of them died. And two of them was my friend. One of them, I was telling you with my man Tony, which is Big Tim's first cousin. Mm -hmm. He, um, he uh, used to uh, drive the trash trucks and pick out uh, um, bulk trash trucks on Friday. So I used to see him all the time. Man, I'm kicking, man. That really, really hurt me because I had just talked to him and he called me like, come on, Mo, man, you going to come through the party? I was like, nah, I had to do something with wifey. So he was like, all right, man, I, I'll see you next Friday then. And he went in on a Thursday, got sick, and died the next week on that Wednesday. I'm talking about that's, that's the part that scared me that you going in for one week and you dead. It ain't, yeah. at least, excuse me, AIDS, it, baby, took you a year or two. Mm -hmm. If you took your meds and straight, you might live seven, eight years. But this stuff right here, that's what I'm telling you. Take it got to be something else that's going. It's going to come out. Believe me. Yeah. A lot of this stuff that we're talking about with this with this coronavirus, this COVID-19 stuff, going to come out, man. Because people is dying in the following week. You know, what Richard Rich can tell you about his next door, uh, his mom's next door neighbor. Went in the hospital one week, gone the next week. So it's yeah. killing you within a week. Mm-hmm. How does it set my organs down in a week with those, you got a drug that, I mean, we, we had a disease like the AIDS that we thought was, we thought it was the end of the world. Mm -hmm. But you catching this? It is the end of the world. <laughs> you better hope so, you got enough strength to fight it. One of my concerns, because I went over uh, a friend's house a couple of weeks, called my sister, and helped her uh, boyfriend move a bed or something. And when I got there, she was like, everyone in the house has had their COVID shots, so you can take off your mask. But I hadn't had mine. So the complacency worries me that people think, oh, we've all gotten the virus. So, But what I don't think a lot of people realize is even though you have, you've gotten the vaccine, if someone has you can still Sick. pass it on to them. Right. Yes. You might be secure, but you can kill somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, what, that's why they're telling you, you know, when you're in public and stuff, Try to keep your distance and wear your mask. You know, try to wear off some of that stuff. You absolutely right, Rich. That's the part that's making these numbers spike. Look, look, mm -hmm. look at um, uh, Minnesota. They going up every day. Yes, they talking about shutting that completely yeah. back down again because their numbers done skyrocket and they got a lot of death tolls that's mm -hmm. that's rising because people probably getting their shot and they feel, oh, I got my shot. I'm mm -hmm. straight. Now you out mingling. And your 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 boy or your your uh, girlfriend or well didn't get their shot, so therefore you out now. You done gave it to them mm -hmm. because they you know they didn't have their shot or y'all not social distancing yourself enough. Like I said, it, it's real, you know. And once I can tell you, once my two homies died off of that, and like I said, four was sick, but two died. That really hit home for me, man. Like, hey, I'm gonna take this seriously. You yeah. know what I mean? All the way to my nephew having my nephew. You know, pretty much stayed with me, but I had to tell him, man, you need to stay, stay to the house. I don't know where you're going at, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you've been at. You come over here, get us sick in here, and I'm in the hospital, your auntie in the hospital. So, you know, I had a limited interactions with him until I 
you know, got a drift on, you know, his pattern or what he doing. You know, that's, that's all for me. I would tell everybody, definitely, I know everybody taking this seriously, but I'm going to put it out there. Please take this seriously, man, because it's no joke, man. I'm constantly in, I, if any store I go into, your mask. I put my mask on, and soon when I hit my car, I use the um, hand sanitizer. I'm talking about from a gas station on. Even if they got it inside a gas station, I put hand sanitizer on, then when I get back in my car, I put some more. So that's not, yo, keep your hands clean, wear your masks, man, until we find out exactly what's going on. Until then, man, we got to stay focused. We got to stay focused on this. If we get past it, watch what happens. The number's going to skyrocket. Yeah, that's my concern, As, as especially with this you know, weather about to warm up in this area and venues are opening again and it's starting to be more social interactions among people. Uh, and in one episode, we, we need to think about this. We need to go back and talk about how we survived the, the quarantine. Yeah. But since we launched off with talking about COVID, are you, either of you concerned going forward about, like, how free will you be when you go back? Especially you, Scrap, since you've had the, uh, at least the first shot, and I know you got another one coming up, the second round uh, of vaccines. How comfortable will you feel going back out again because I know one of the things we enjoyed every year is going out to the wine festival sitting out and listening to music and just sort of being out in, in, in the sun and being free or maybe to the beaches and that sort of stuff how free are you going to be now still me because I got a, a better half that you know that didn't get the shot yet and she she's similar to uh, you you all you know she don't want to be Forced to take it, but if she have to take it to keep her job, then she gonna do it. So I gotta be mindful of that. You know, I might be able to go, but she might not be, cause I then I put her in the risk of her catching something and ending up, you know, in the hospital or something. And then I definitely couldn't live with myself, you know, on that. I don't put my wife in that situation, and, or she don't put herself in that situation trying to please me and hang out with me and then got sick. You know, I cannot, you know, live with myself. So I'm still gonna be cautious. I'm still going to take baby steps. I'm still going to do, like, you know, if I open the pool this year, it's still going to have to do the social distance thing or try my best to do it, you know, and make make sure people, you know, are wearing their masks, man. That's around there. So you going to have the thermometer at the door and that kind of stuff? <laughs> like hey, I got one at the house. That's crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy, yeah. And with me, I, I like, like Scrap said, I, I got to, a wife at home, and we got a little one in the house too. So I gotta think about that. Well, she she's unemployed right now, so she's she's uh you can say quarantine in the house most of the time. She don't go out as much as I do, but I gotta be mindful, you know, me going out, coming in the house, in and out, you know. Just being being cautious and wear my mask and still sanitize my hands. Correct. Yep. You got to get yeah. into practice of it, man. Like it's a second nature to you. Yeah. yeah. When it's not a second nature to you, then you you tends to slip up. Slip up. Yeah. yeah. So once you get a second nature, putting on your stuff, you know, being mindful, man. You know, even you know, like I said, me getting these shots, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna do what Until I need doing, to do. Yeah. It's, it's no way you're going to get me out of that motto. Because like I told you, 
you know, if if everybody sit back, man, really, and think about it. And I know people, oh, that ain't going to define me, the government, this, the government, that. But take it for a fact, dog. You going in a hospital, and remember this, you going in a hospital by yourself, so we don't know what they yeah. doing to you. Yeah. Your family can't enter that that's, hospital. That's the you, scary your thing. Your friends can't enter that hospital. None of your family members can go in there and see. You don't know what is going on in there. Mm-hmm. So if you remember that, you definitely will... Uh, keep your protections on. Yeah, I think for me, I, I'm I'm sort of going out strategically. I I do most of the cooking in the house, and I have to go to grocery stores and things like that. But I'm like scrap when I get back to the car immediately. I'm using the hand sanitizer. I'm always wearing my mask. Uh, the one thing I actually don't do a good job of is because I have those. Uh, I don't have disposable masks. I have the uh, uh, I don't know what they call, but the material. Cotton mask or, uh, you know, someone made it's reusable mask. I don't do a good job of washing them as often as I should. Yeah, and that's what I got to get into. But I have about seven or eight of them. Like in my truck right Mm -hmm. now, I probably got about five different masks. Yeah. But I need to start taking, like my wife, she'll she'll remind me, oh, get the masks out of the car and I grab them, take them in, she wash them, and I put them back in the car. But, um, Definitely. You're talking about the washable kind. The washable. Okay. Yeah, yeah. not the disposable ones yeah, like right. that. You don't right. to wash this. Right. Help them. Yeah. You know, and then now, like I said, they cheaper now. Everybody making mm-hmm. them. You can get them a box and bought them for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now. I mean, um, $5 for like 40 or $10 for 40 yeah. of them in there. So it, it's cheap. There's no reason why you shouldn't have them, man, because you could go into uh, CVS and they was giving a little cotton jones away. Like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody should have them, man. But you know, it, it, it kills me. Like I had a young guy had to tell him, you know, give him my space because we was in Seven um, Eleven. I think it was Tuesday. I mean, you see the the the, the slot, you know, the, the the footprint, the six, you know, the on separation the floor, yeah. on the floor. And the little young boy, man, was right on my hip. Looked behind, said, "Hey, hey, man, can you back up to that sign?" He looked at me, right? And I guess he figured, oh, this is a big dude. And the way I was looking at him, like, dude, man, and and that's what I feared, that this would start another entity would, of people. Trigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. triggering other stuff. And then you don't want to really do that because you don't know what nobody's going to, going through. You know, you mm-hmm. don't know if this, I don't know if Lord Young and Danny, somebody died off of that or he upset about something and he just looking for something to do. So that's another argument. So we got to be careful and pick and choose your battles. If you're in the you're in the Seven uh, Eleven or one of these any store, I don't care what it is. You're in one of these department stores. Keep yours on as long as they ain't close. And don't start no argument with nobody, man. Life is too short, and you see every day on the news where somebody is getting killed for something that they could have avoided. Yeah. Like I said, I caught myself. I, I said what he what he said. I turned back around. He was mumbling under his mouth. I could have took it left, but I didn't. I kept it booked and paid for my stuff, got got out of there, sanitized my hand, and and, and left and went to work. But yeah. that's what I'm telling you. So this That you sounds know, like a good episode when you talk about what it's been like going out. Because I, I have some stories and I can tell you that people are acting a fool yes. out there after being cooped up for a year. So maybe that'll be our next episode. When, when, when this this COVID, you know, stuff hit, it was no humanity with this. And the way that these Grocery stores operated. 
they, they could have had a better handle on things. They created a lot of this, but I guess in in in, in they they eyes, they didn't know the knowledge of it. Yeah, they yeah. didn't they didn't know. So you know, in that in that hand, you got to give them that. But if you what they say, if you know better, you do better. So they should have started doing better and say, okay, we're only gonna offer um, we're only gonna offer um, uh, two packs of toilet paper at the time when you had people yeah, got twenty crazy. and then people snatching it out of their bag and you got a big fight. So yeah, yeah well, just well, a lot of stuff, man. That this COVID brought along. Yeah, we'll cover that the next ex- episode. So we need to wrap up now. We've been going for 40 minutes. I think we've sort of all given our, our fair share of opinions on uh, the shot because that's what the original episode is about. Um, so, listen, we're looking forward to everyone giving us your comments and feedback. We're going to read it all, and we're going to spend – we're going to try to make it a, a pattern where, you know, during the, during the subsequent ep- episode – we spend five, ten minutes, depending on the number of comments, addressing some of your comments and feedback that we've gotten on this podcast. We want you guys to be partners with us. Uh, let's keep it polite and friendly and professional, and we'll do the same. And you know, and uh, thank you all for listening and your time. You guys want to say anything going out? I just want to say, man, this you know, still on the COVID, this stuff. Like I said in the last address that I did, just just stay safe out there, man. Like I said, and, and it's a lot of things that is unknown. And if everybody, anybody that's out there that's listening to the podcast got, you know, um, some other better understanding than what we had or questions that we put out there, you know, leave them like Rich, Rich, Rich said, leave them in the comments, man, so we can come back on the next podcast and spend a little time on that. And everybody just <clears throat> stay safe. And if you go out of town, core team, Whenever you get back, and just be safe. And we, we love everybody. And we see you on the next episode. Peace. Take care, everyone.